Welcome to The Deeper You Go, The Weirder It Gets. I'm your host, Garrett Rennan. So this is part one of the podcast series called La Ultima Ceremonia. The end is just the beginning, which is about my three-week trip to the Amazon jungle where I opened up a three-month learning diet with a plant called Morosa. This episode is about the climax of the journey, the big event. It's about La Ultima Ceremonia the last ceremony, the last major event that happened during my time in Peru. And yes, this is just part one. So think of this series and this episode like the movie Memento, where we watch the ending first. And then in future episodes, we will go back in time to uncover and bear witness to the events that led up to this climactic ending. So with that being said, if you haven't listened to the introduction episode, I suggest you do as it will provide some context to what I am actually talking about in this episode. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into it. So on Thursday, May 26, 2022 at 7.30 p.m., I began the last ceremony of my three-week trip to Peru. Now in the hours leading up to this ceremony, Maestro Manuel Vasquez, also known as Pops, and his sons Sergio and Miguel referred to this ceremony as La Ultima Ceremonia, which translates to the last ceremony. So, quick side note on the name Pops. This was an internal nickname my buddy and I gave Maestro Manuel. It was a term of love and endearment because Pops was the man running the show. He was a father figure, the curandero, not to mention he radiated this warm grandfatherly energy. So the name Pops was and is very fitting to his presence and personality. I mention this because one of my other friends who also knows and trains under Manuel originally thought I was being disrespectful by calling him Pops instead of a formal title like Maestro. I explained all this to him. Uh, I explained all this to him and mentioned that when I spoke to Manuel, I never called him Pops, and and I always addressed him with respect. and And my friend understood this. Although it's funny because Manuel is probably the most laid back person I've ever met, and I can all but guarantee that he would not take any offense to being called Pops. In fact, I bet he would appreciate it. So, long story short, the name Pops stays. Anyway, as I was saying, in the hours leading up to the final ceremony, Pops and his sons, Sergio and Miguel, seemed to be making a big deal that this was my last ceremony, alluding to the fact that this ceremony was not only extremely important for my Sama, but I also got the feeling that they knew something big was about to go down. Before I get into the details of the ceremony, I want to talk about the word Ultima, What is interesting is Ultima sounds a lot like ultimate. Now, obviously, Spanish and English are different languages. There are, however, many examples of both languages sharing common words. And, well, Ultima is one of those words. While Ultima is translated as last, the English word ultimate has essentially two different meanings. Ultimate can either mean the last or final thing in a progression or series, or it can mean the best or most extreme of its kind. Well, as it turned out, my last ceremony, La Ultima Ceremonia, was just that. It was the ultimate ceremony because it was the last ceremony associated with opening 
of my diet, and it was also the best, most extreme ceremony I've had, which is saying a lot because I've had well over 100 ceremonies. Okay, so let's get into the ceremony, La Ultima Ceremonia. I was extremely excited for this ceremony to start as I was still riding high from the previous ceremony which occurred the night before. During that ceremony, I had a big breakthrough with my songs, which gave me a lot of confidence. Confidence that I was actually learning and making progress, and confidence that I was on the right path. So as I was walking into the maloka to begin the ceremony, I was ready to get the party started. First, let me say that ayahuasca is definitely an acquired taste. And it's one thing to drink ayahuasca. And it's a completely different thing to drink three-week-old ayahuasca which hasn't been refrigerated and has been sitting in a repurposed plastic Coke bottle for the entire three weeks. Under these conditions, the ayahuasca starts to ferment. And at the beginning of the ceremony, when I went to open the bottle to pour myself some medicine, the bottle cap shot off like a champagne cork due to the pressure built up during the fermentation process. After three weeks of fermenting, the ayahuasca tasted much more like alcohol than it did ayahuasca. The al- in fact, the alcohol flavor was so strong, I started to wonder if the ayahuasca was even going to work or, for, or if I was just going to get drunk. Well, after about 45 minutes after drinking, I got my answer. Not only was the ayahuasca still good, it seemed that the fermentation process had made it much stronger. Feeling the effects of the medicine, I decided it was time to start singing my opening song. In this song, I opened up the ceremony. I opened up and connected with ayahuasca, and I also opened up and connected with the other plants I have dieted. After singing the song, which usually takes about seven minutes, minutes, I noticed that the effects of the ayahuasca had become even stronger. Because the intensity of the medicine was continuing to increase at a fairly rapid rate, I was eager to sing my protection song. But before I sang, I waited a few minutes to see if Pops was going to sing his opening song. However, once I realized he wasn't yet ready to sing, I decided to take the opportunity to protect myself. Now, I will go into this in more detail in in future episodes, but for now I'll just give you the basics. So I changed up my rhythm and tone of my protection song as I was getting some guidance from Morosa. The new song structure seemed to work fairly well, and I was not only feeling good but I was proud of the progress I was making. See, the night before, I had a major breakthrough in my songs, and on this night, the night of La Ultima Ceremonia, I seemed to pick up right where I had left off, which was absolutely awesome. After my protection song, I was feeling good, and soon after I was done, Pop started singing. And let me tell you, he was on fire. As you will learn in future episodes, this is not always the case, so it was a pleasant surprise. I was and I was really connecting to his songs and as he was singing the intensity of the medicine was continuing to build. At this point which was about an hour and 15 minutes in the ceremony I was really deep in the medicine and as a result I started feeling really uneasy and uncomfortable. My vision started getting dark and I wasn't sure if I had to pee, shit, puke or if I just needed to go outside and walk around walk around for a bit, but I didn't want to leave the Maloka for a few reasons. One, I was enjoying the songs. Two, even though I was feeling uncomfortable, my symptoms were still relatively mild. And three, the bathroom was a long ways away, so I wanted to make sure that the trip would be worth the journey. 
After about 10 minutes or so, Pops wrapped up his song and I decided to go outside to get a better assessment of how I felt to determine if I should make the long trek to the bathroom or not. So just as I was getting up to go outside, Sergio called my name and said, it's time to receive my song from Pops. The second my name was called, I knew there was no way I could get sung to in that moment. In that moment, I realized I needed to shit and I needed to shit now. So I told Sergio that I I need to go to the bathroom first. Now, as I mentioned, the bathrooms are a long walk from the Maloka, which is not ideal under any circumstance, let alone being deep in the medicine while experiencing and seeing dark energies and entities, being in a small, empty center with no electricity on a moonless night with no support staff deep in the middle of the Amazon jungle. Under these circumstances, a long walk to the bathroom is absolutely the last thing in the world anyone wants to do. Trust me. See, the jungle is an unequivocally beautiful place. It really is. In fact, it seems like it's Mother Nature's home base of operation. But it's also a wild place. Literally. It's, it is abundant with life. Plant life, animal life, reptile life, rodent life, and every insect you can imagine and even some you can't imagine. And the jungle is alive and well during the day. But at night? At night is when the fireworks happen. See, it's funny because many people say the jungle can be a very peaceful place. And it's true, it can be, I guess, but it's by no means a quiet place. It's extremely loud, and at night the noise level goes from an 8 to a 12 on a scale of 10. With all this in mind, as you could probably guess, my walk to the bathroom on this particular night was absolutely terrifying. The flashlight needed for the journey almost did more harm than good as it cast frightening shadows off the trees, shrubbery, and plants that I had to navigate in order to get to the bathroom. Not to mention that the wildlife, which includes plant life, was particularly active. Fruit and large seeds were dropping from tall trees causing loud crashing noises all around me and the animals and animals were scurrying all about. The thing about See, the thing about nocturnal wildlife is they like the darkness. They love not being seen. So as I'm waving my flashlight around like a madman, everything starts moving so that they can stay out of the light, which causes, which then causes me to move my flashlight around even more, which then causes the animals to move around even more. It was a losing battle. All while this was going on, I felt as if I had many sets of eyes on me the entire time. I felt like I was being watched, which I probably was from the trees and just a few feet back in the thick of the jungle. And like I said earlier, don't get me started on the sounds. At night, the sounds of the jungle can be straight out of a horror film. You hear everything from buzzing, croaking, pulsating, barking, howling, screaming, whispering, and growling. And let me tell you, on this particular night, the jungle was not holding back. So after what felt like an eternity, I finally made it to the bathroom, which is a small claustrophobic room not helping the situation at all as there is no door and the toilet is placed in such a way that your back is facing the wide open door. So while relieving myself, I felt nice and vulnerable. Not exactly what you would call a tactical advantageous position. So I finally sit down to relieve myself and to my surprise it shoots out of me immediately in one solid piece and is followed by the worst smell ever. 
Look, I know this is a little graphic, but in the world of ayahuasca, talking about this stuff is completely normal because you are releasing negative energies. So I take a few seconds to make sure I'm done before I get up. As I'm and, and as I'm waiting, I'm looking directly into the shower where a few hours earlier I had done a flower bath. This means that, that there were still lots of flower, plant bit, flower and plant bits on the floor of the shower. As I'm looking at them, they start moving. Then they turn into maggots. This was my cue to get the hell out of there and back into the maloca. So I finally make it back into the maloca and sit down for my song. At this point, I'm still really deep in medicine, and I feel slightly, and I feel slightly better having just relieved myself. But I still feel like there's more purging to come. Once I get settled, Pop starts singing to clean me. At this point, my visions are wide open, and I'm seeing all kinds of crazy stuff, particularly a lot of dark visions. While the dark visions are not pleasant, it is a good thing because it means the cleaning song is working, and I'm releasing the negative energies. Pops' Pops's songs are extremely powerful, and at this moment, I feel a very strong connection to his medicine. He was not holding back, which made me think of the Toby Keith song, I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. And because, of, and because it was La Ultima Ceremonia, Pops was, Pops was as good as he ever was. Pops, see, Pops' plan was first to clean me, then to strengthen the connection to Morosa and the diet, and finally add lots of protection as I get ready to go back into the real world. Well, during the cleaning portion, not only was I seeing lots of dark visions, but then I proceeded to have what could only be described as a discharge of pheromones. I started to smell really, really bad. It was a weird smell. It wasn't a I haven't showered in several days smell. It, it was different. Definitely more hormonal, more of I'm going through a complete death and rebirth transformation type of smell. At one point, I started to get a little self-conscious because the smell was overwhelming, but I knew Pops didn't care. If anything, it was confirmation his medicine was working. And that's the thing, that's the interesting thing about ayahuasca, the process of change, of healing, of enhancement, of growth. It's a dirty process. You puke, you shit, you sweat, you get hot, you get cold. It's the process of burning down the old forest so that new growth can emerge. Your old self must die so that a greater, stronger version of yourself can rise up. You must demo your old house so that you can build your dream house. So after about 15 minutes or so, it was time for my protection song. Now, Pops is around 73 years old and has around 50 years of experience as a curandero. This means he is good at what he does, whether it's cleaning, healing, or connecting you to specific plants. He knows what he's doing. However, if he does have a specialty, at least from my limited interactions with him, it definitely it is definitely protection. Pops seems to specialize in energetic protection, and this is critical, especially when doing what is called a social diet which is what I'm currently doing. A social diet means that for part, or in my case, the majority of my time of my three-month diet, I will be living my life as normal at home, albeit with some restrictions, but for the most part, it's life as normal. This can present some challenges because when you're doing a diet, you are much more energetically open. This means I am much more sensitive to energies both good and bad. And in modern day America, there is a lot of bad energy flying around. I will talk about this more in a future post, but the culture of the U.S. compared to the culture of the jungle is night and day. People in the U.S. are so angry, stressed, 
depressed, unhealthy both mentally and physically, and overall much more negative. Now, of course, this isn't everyone, but just take a look around. Spend five minutes on social media, and and you'll see what I mean. Anyway, the point of this is energetic protection is a must when doing a social diet, and thankfully, protection is Pop's specialty. So Pop starts doing his thing, and I can feel the strength of his medicine like never before. And it was mind-blowing, to say the least. Then after a few minutes, it was time for the final protection song with Agua de Florida. Now, Agua de Florida is interesting because it is a cologne that was introduced commercially in the United States by the Murray and Landon Company in 1808. Now, I cannot find any good information as to why this stuff is so popular, but it is extremely popular in the shamanic world, especially among the Shipibo. For many curanderos, including Pops, it's one of the main tools they use during ceremonies. It's used both for cleaning and protection. And and I can say that Agua and I can say that Agua de Florida smells amazing and even magical, especially in ceremony. So Pops takes my bottle of agua, pops the top, and begins singing his protection Rose into the bottle. Now as he's singing into the bottle, I can feel his medicine integrating with the agua and charging up the liquid. This alone was an amazing experience, but it was nothing compared to what was to come. After after the song, Pops takes the agua, pours some into his hand, and, begin, and, and with his palm facing up, he puts his hand just under the bottom of his lip. Then using his breath, he begins to sopla or blow the agua on me for added protection. Now, during an ayahuasca ceremony, there are many things that happen where there are no words capable of describing what is going on. And well, this was one of those times. All I can say is it was a magical fucking experience. I add the word fucking because I don't know what else to do. I need more words. As Pops is blowing the essence of agua on me, it felt as if we were operating and existing in a different realm. We were in a place where magic was real. A universe where the force exists. Where power, knowledge, ability, and protection can be transferred from one individual to the next just as easily as we can airdrop a video to our friends. What I felt in that moment was generations of knowledge and experience, an unbroken lineage of medicine men and women who have been working with plant spirits for thousands of years. I felt all of that in such a small amount of time. And well, all I can say is, the deeper you go, the weirder it gets. So after the soap plying, Pops put some agua on my head and chest and did his final blessing, and then I was ushered back to my mat. At this point, I didn't know how I felt. I felt everything. I felt good. I felt bad. I felt like I knew it all, and at the same time, I never felt more confused in my entire life. My whole world had just been turned upside down and inside out. So after about five minutes of contemplating my entire existence, I knew I was going to purge. And purge I did. In the room with me was Pops and his two sons, Sergio and Miguel, both of whom are trained to become curanderos. And as I was throwing up, I felt the energy in the room shift. It got completely quiet and still. And even though we were in complete darkness, I felt as if everybody was watching me. I have purged many times in my five years of doing ayahuasca. This time, however, felt different. It felt more like an initiation. And they were watching me because they knew this would happen. If this was my initiation, we they were accepting me into the tribe. They were witnessing my transformation into, into a curandero. At this moment, I had just taken my first steps into a much larger world. 
So after a few minutes of some intense purging, I sit back on my mat, grab my pipe, and smoke some mapacho. So I, I do this to clean off any of the remaining energetic residue from the purge and also to center myself. And not going to lie, as I was smoking my mapacho, I felt pretty cool. I had just been through what felt like the biggest transformation of my life. And I felt accepted and even respected by my Shipibo family. So as I was sitting there, taking it all in, I was feeling good, but not great. So I figured this would be a good time to sing my song to Morosa. As I said earlier, and we'll discuss more in a future episode, I had a major breakthrough singing this song the night before, and I thought this this is perfect. I will sing this song, blow the roof off the place, and feel like a god afterwards. At least that was the plan. So I started singing, and within just a few seconds, I started to struggle, but I was holding it together. Then after a few more seconds, I couldn't hold it I couldn't hold it any longer and I completely broke down. I was, a having a hard, I was having a hard time breathing and as a result, my tone, pitch, and vibration was all over the place. It was not a pretty sight. Not wanting to quit, I managed to finish the song, but it was a complete disaster. At that moment, I felt both embarrassed and worthless because I had just been accepted into the tribe and then I immediately let everyone down. So after a couple minutes of wallowing in my sorrow, Pop started singing, and thankfully he was still rocking it with full force. So even though I felt defeated, I was grateful for the songs being sung by Pops. At one point, I had I had the thought to try to sing again, because as the saying goes, if you fall off the horse, you get back up. But I struggled so much through the song, I didn't want to put everyone through that misery again. So I decided that I would just enjoy Pops' songs. And then after the ceremony, once back in my tombow, I would sing again. Then after about 15 or 20 minutes, to my surprise, Pops asked me to sing. He said, I want you to sing your songs again. I was both excited and extremely nervous because I definitely wanted to sing again to redeem myself. But Having But having been asked, I felt like the pressure was on, like this was a test and I didn't know if I was ready. So I decided to sing my song to Morosa, the one I had just failed at about 15 minutes earlier. So I started singing and immediately started doing much better. In fact, I was doing really well. If the night before was a 10, my performance on this night was a solid 8. As I wrapped up the song... I had a huge sigh of relief and felt much better at my, myself. I then rested for about a minute or two, then started singing a song about opening my heart and connecting it to God. Again, this was another solid eight. And finally, I sang a song to help center my mind and body. And well, it was another solid eight. I felt really good about myself. I felt redeemed, but most importantly, I felt gratitude. See, being asked to sing again in the ceremony after having just failed was not only an, an honor, but it, was, but it confirmed that I had made the right decision in choosing to train with Pops. I will discuss my decision process in more detail in future episodes, but long story short, I chose to take a more non-traditional route for my training. Actually, I should say I chose a more traditional route, but very non-traditional compared to the route most Westerners take. Instead of going to a well-established center like most Westerners to receive their training, I decided I didn't want to go to a center. I wanted a very intimate experience. I wanted to work with someone who doesn't necessarily conduct ceremonies for the general public. See, Pops used to work at a well-established center, 
But now, because of his age, he is essentially retired. However, Pops knows his time is short, and because of that, he has essentially come out of retirement to work with just a handful of people so that he can transfer his medicine on before he attends that big ceremony in the sky. <clears throat> so while in my heart I knew taking a non-traditional path for my training was going to be really good, I would be lying if I said I didn't have any doubts. In fact, after my first ceremony with Pops and family, I had all kinds of doubts. But as the days, weeks, as the days and weeks went on, the doubt started to fade, and then in the closing moments of La Ultima Ceremonia, all doubt had vanished and I knew I was in the right place. While there are definitely pros and cons to doing small, intimate ceremonies, never in a million years would I have had the opportunity to sing as much as I did, let alone being asked to sing after having failed miserably 20 minutes earlier if I had gone to a bigger, established center. So while my journey had its ups and downs, the decision to work with Pops and family was the best decision I could have made for my growth and development. I was pushed and challenged in ways that would have not been possible had I taken a more traditional route. And so that, my friends, is how La Ultima Ceremonia ended, on a high note. It was a ceremony that definitely lived up to the hype of being the ultimate ceremony, and it was by far the hardest, most intense, yet magical and rewarding ceremony I've ever been through. And the best part is, this is just the beginning. See you on the other side. Thank you.